thing. So while you're turning to that very difficult place to find, it'll take a few minutes. I want to share something with you that, that I read this week. And it really reminded me of the mission team. Because on the mission trip, there was 12 of us. We had a, 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 a van that had eight people in it. And then we had another had four people in it. So that means two of us was driving and 10 of them was riding. God bless them. <laughs> so I saw this thing that said that there was a, a, a bus driver and a pastor. They were both arriving at heaven at about the same time. And the bus driver got there first. And as he walked up to the gate, St. Peter said, welcome. It's so good to have you. Um, I understand that you were a bus driver. Well, I'm in charge of housing here. And he said, you see that, that beautiful mansion sitting up on that hill with that incredible view? That's all yours. Enter into your rest. Bus driver's like, all right, man. He comes in, his head to his mansion. The preacher comes walking up. You know, he done started thinking, it's going to work out pretty good for me. I've been, I've, been, I've been a preacher. I wonder what my place is going to be like. And he walks up and St. Peter says, so I understand that you were, you were a minister. You see that little one-room shack down there in the bottom, right down in the valley down there? That, that's going to be your place. And he's like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, the bus driver got, got that mansion up there on the hill. I, I, I preached the gospel and, and, and I, I, I told people about the word of God. I mean, why would I get that? He said, well, it seems that when you preached, everybody slept. But when he drove, everybody prayed. <laughs> so for the other 10 of you in Costa Rica, thank you for your prayers. You're the reason we got back safely. So I will try to be quick before everybody goes to sleep this morning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1, that settles the story. If you don't know anything else, you don't need to know anything else. Schools are a lie. Evolution is a lie. Big Bang Theory is a lie. There's one that was present. His name is God Almighty. He is Jehovah. He is the beginning. He's the only one. His name is Elohim. And he says, in the beginning, this is what I did. I created the heavens and the earth. He said, the earth was without form and void and darkness upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Settled story. God saw the light that it was good. God divided, divided, divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So I want to look for a few minutes this morning at dividing the light. From the darkness. God, thank you so much for being so good. Thank you for this precious book. This book is a light, Lord. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, God, that shines forth. Lord, I thank you for it. I pray you'd illuminate it this morning. I pray that you'd shine it up in me, God. I pray you'd shine it through me. I pray you'd shine it in our hearts. I pray, Lord, that you'd visit with us. May your Holy Spirit move in this place. I pray you'd help us to walk out in one accord with one another, one accord with you to go out and to do your perfect will. God, I pray above all. May everything we do be pleasing to you. Lord, we love you. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. So Genesis chapter 1 here, we have our first experience with the light. 
then we have our first experience with darkness. So just an FYI, for those of you that like to do the bulletin, I put you a little question on there. This says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, and God said, let there be light. What was the light? I'll just go ahead and tell you if you want a good study reference or something to do, something on your own time. That's a really good study reference. You're going to have to use some Hebrew words and translate over to some Greek, try to find something. I'll go ahead and tell you, it's not, it's not the sun. It's not, we know that because it's over in verse 16, God created the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also and he set them in the firmaments of the heaven, the light shine upon the earth. So you know it's not the sun, but if you just really want to do a study, that'd be a really good place to look into. Um, we, we technically, I'll go ahead and tell you, you, you can't prove what it is, but you can come up with your own opinion as have I. But what we know it wasn't, it wasn't the sun, that there are those who have asked me, if God is light, this is by your own theory. You, you say God is light. And, and if God is light and God was present at creation, then why was there a darkness? Can I tell you that's an extremely simple answer? Because God created it. And their answer is, well, well it, why, if God is light, how did God create darkness? I, just read the book. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 5, he said, I am the Lord. That means for me to shut up and listen. I don't need to know anything else. I am the Lord, there is none else. There's no other God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, there is none else. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So darkness is present there because God created it. Then there's those that say, well, well, if, if God is light, then, then why do he need to, to create a light? I think what you'll find from your study is you'll find that the light that is present is the light of God. I, I think when you begin to compare some Hebrew words and convert some things over, I think you'll find that the light that is present here is the same light that led the children of Israel in a fire by night to give them light. I think you'll find that it's the same light over in the book of Revelation that is the never-ending light that never goes out. I think you'll find that it's the same light. And I go, then why did, not, did God need to create light if he is light? God had to create a directional light because he said he divided the light from the darkness. God is not a directional light. God is a consuming light. There are no shadows. Somebody will get excited. There are no shadows in God's light. God surrounds everything, touches everything. So you don't have light spots and dark spots in the presence of God. Everything is a light. So, so what we have here is God made this directional light so that there would be shadows. God, God made a, a directional light. God did not dispel darkness. God divided the light from the darkness. Now, we know that in the beginning, God, right? And we also know that for the foundations of the world that God already knew about the cross. Thank you. We know that before the foundations of the world, everything was already put in place. That means he already knew about Adam and Eve. He already knew about sin. He already knew about separation. So God divided the light from the dark. God made a physical picture here of a spiritual thing that needs to happen in our lives. You, you and I were born with darkness. You know, the Bible uses a lot of metaphors. Jesus used a lot of parables when he taught. And a lot of those things 
or a reference to the light. The experience pointed out in Genesis 1 here, this is a physical experience. This is a physical earth, a physical darkness, and a physical light. But in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, we, we see the beginning of a spiritual difference. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That means the light came on. That, that is a time when we got saved that a light came on and we begin to see things differently because we had a Holy Spirit moved inside. That is the light that come in. So we experienced a, a difference. So, so he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things, not some of the things, not part of the things, all things become new. Each one of us individually was born into sin. I know that for all of sin comes short of the glory of God. In sin did my mother conceive me. It's all in the scriptures. So we were all born into spiritual darkness. But 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, that was our Genesis 1 experience, hath shined in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, if we, in, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us to meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. So when we look at creation, we see that, that the darkness was set in place. And when we look outside at night, we see that that darkness is still present. God divided it. He did not get rid of it. See, the same thing is true in our spiritual lives. Old things passed away, but we still struggle with darkness. We still battle with the darkness of this world, but it's not just this world. We still battle with the flesh. We still battle with that old sinful nature. We battle with the things in there. So it's not, it says here in Ephesians chapter 5 that you were sometimes darkness in verse number 8. But now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. That, that word sometimes there, it means aforetime. It's talking about what we used to be. It doesn't say, I want you to look carefully. It does not say that we used to be in darkness. It says that we were darkness. But now it says that we're light. We, we are light in, in the Lord, because we are children of the light, that means that we are to walk as children of light. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, in the path of the just is the shining light that shineth more and more into the perfect day. The way of the wicked is darkness. They know not at what they stumble. It, it is our job to live our lives in such a way that others see the light. God has adopted you and I into his marvelous light. That's what the scripture tells us. We are adopted into his family so that we might be one with him. But, but here's the truth. We can't help but shine unless we put a cover over it. Somebody help me. We can't help but shine if we've been around God, been in the presence of God, experienced God. If we have a light in us, we can't help but shine. Unless we put a cover. So dividing the light from the darkness, that, that's not something that we have to do. That, that's something that's already been done. Light and darkness cannot cohabitate. The, the, only, thing, the only thing that we can do is, is, is put something over 
our light, that, that keeps others from seeing it. Jesus, in the opening statement, Sermon of the Mount, only 14 verses into it, chapter 5 of Matthew, says that ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. But here's the key, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. This ain't about our light. This is about his light, that they may glorify the Father. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says that you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are an holy nation. And then he says, you are a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. That, that word, peculiar people, that's really a good phrase for us. That, that's one we really like because it's not quite what it seems on the surface. That word peculiar people, that means that you are a purchased generation. You have been purchased. There was a great price that has been paid in full. So in our lives, there was darkness, but then someone told us about Jesus. And, and so someone told us about the light, and, and we responded to that light so, so that we're no longer in darkness. That means that we are the light. We are to be a light shining in this dark world. One thing about darkness is that even the smallest little spark makes darkness flee. It doesn't matter how black or how pitch black, how dark the night is, one little spark, even if it lasts just for a second, the darkness is gone for that second. Because when light is present, darkness can't stay in the house. You, you cannot have light show up in the darkness and go unnoticed. Wednesday and Thursday night over in Costa Rica on the trip, we had church both nights and we carried some, some glow sticks as we always do. And we, we give those things out to the children over there and they, they love them. So on Thursday night, we were out at the Finca's over at at the little church there and after we handed out some glow sticks and things and the bus had already left and carried a bus load back and we were still inside talking and I, and I came outside there was a handful of the children still there I, I took a video real quick you got that video brother let take a peek at this real quick You cannot be a light in the dark and go unnoticed. You, you, you cannot be a true light in physical darkness and, and go unnoticed. You know, so, so the, the, the children, they, they all come running back. I showed this to, actually, we were at dinner that night. We'd come back sitting there and, and Raquel was there and, and I showed it and, and she made a statement. She said, that's what I want to be. That, that's, that's what I want to be right there. I, I, I want to be a light in the darkness that cannot go unnoticed. I, I, I want to be a light that no matter how far away somebody is, no, no matter what somebody's in, that, that I will be noticed in the darkness. You know, those children, they, 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 they ran around and, and, they, and they played. But the light is what stood out. And as they ran and, and, and played and they... They, they begin to show them to other people. 
Other people came to us because they wanted what they had. They saw joy. Did y'all see the joy? Y'all hear them laughing, running, playing? They saw the joy that the light brought. Listen, this is a picture of what you and I ought to be. They had some joy because they had a little light. And everybody came to the ones that gave them the light because they wanted a light. I ain't talking about kids. Moms, grandmoms, aunts, uncles, older brothers. This, this ain't just youngins love the light. Everybody loved the light and, and everybody came. So even though it's just this little small glow stick, they had them on their wrist. They began to put them together, put them on their head and around their neck. Then they began to get more and make belts out of them. And as we were leaving, one kid asked how had a bicycle because he had one on his wheels. Go, going down the road. They wanted everybody to see their light. But, but that's what we need to do as Christians. That, that, that's how we ought to look in this dark world that we're in. We ought to be a light full of joy. We, we ought to be living in our joy. And we ought to be setting an example so that people want what it is that we have. Even if it's just a little spark. You know, when we get around somebody, even if it's not more than a spark, at that moment of that spark, darkness has to leave for that moment. So if we just be a little spark of a light around somebody, they're, they're going to see what they need. See, that, that's the great divide between darkness and light. Darkness conceals, but the light reveals. So, so they can decide what they want to do when that light comes on. It's going to reveal some sin. And at that point, they got to make the same choice we did. When the light comes on, it reveals our sin. You got to decide, do I want the light to wash away my sin? Or do I want to stay away from the light and live in my sin? That's the choice that we made. And that's how we came out children of God. We chose light. And, and that's the choice that, that everybody has to make. <clears throat> Jesus said, we let our light so shine among men that we see our good works. Ephesians 5, again, verse 8, you were sometimes darkness. But now you're light in the Lord, walk as children of light. He goes on in verse number 9. And he says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. John chapter 1, verse number 4, tells us he's talking of Jesus. And it said that in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse number 5 says that the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. See, see, God's light will attract those who are in truth. There, there is a spirit. Everybody with me? There is a spirit that connects. I don't need for a true Christian to introduce himself to me as a Christian. We ain't got to talk but just a minute. I'm going to know that. And I pray he's going to know that about us. But because there is that spirit that connects light, light gathers to, to light. So, so the thing about this glow stick is this going to run out by tomorrow morning. See, if God is the light and God is the light, we, we can never be a participant in the life of Christ apart from the light. That glow stick tomorrow morning is no longer going to be a glow stick. It, it's going it's to run out. It's going to begin to lose it, its charge. See, it's up to us to connect daily to the light if we're going to be a light. We're not the light. We're a reflection of the light. The light's not myself. The light's not yourself. We're a reflection of what is 
in us. So, so if we're going to be a bright light, we've got to stay plugged into the source of the light. See, we're just like the moon. The, the moon has no light. There's, there's no distinction. There's no batteries. There's no fire. There's no light in the moon. The moon only gets a reflection from its contact with the sun. Amen. So, so if the earth is in the path, then, then you get no moon because there's no light. There's no contact. See, that's the same. If we're having no contact with the S-O-N sun, we don't have anything to reflect. We're like a new moon on a cloudy night. We're not doing any good to anybody. But the more we stay in line with the S-O-N sun, the more we're going to reflect the sun in us. The more we'll have the light gathering up and, and shining through us. 1 John chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says that if we say we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie. Do not the truth. Verse 7, but... If we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. That's a hallelujah moment. All my sin gone, erased. All my darkness removed. There is a place. Tim talked about it. There is a place where there is no darkness. There is a place where, where there'll be no night. That, that place is, is our promise. There'll, there'll be no need of a sun, no need of a moon, no, no need of candles. It's not going to be there. Revelation chapter 21 talks about the place in verse 22. It says, I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Verse 23 says, the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Chapter 22, verse 5, there shall be no night there. They shall need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. There's coming a day. There's coming a day when there will be no more darkness. There's coming a day when there will be no more night. There's coming a day at that time when you can no longer reach your lost friend. There's coming a day at that time when you can no longer make a difference in someone else's life. There's coming a day that this past the time when it's important for our light to shine into darkness that they may see his light. In this life, Jesus said that we are to be the light. He said that we're to walk in the light as he is in the light. You know, the, the nature of light gives us some clues. As to how we ought to live our lives. Light, light is unchangeable. Light is light. Now you can turn light on and off. You can do some things. But you cannot make the light into darkness. When, when you turn it off, you've turned the light off. But you've not made the light dark. The light's still light. And when the light comes on, darkness has got to get out of town. Darkness cannot cohabitate the presence of the light. You, we, we can do things and... And, and we can color the light. We can use filters and, and make it different colors. We can use filters and, and, and make it a spot or, or make it a flood. But as long as the light is on, darkness is dispelled. How do you know how dark a certain space is? You measure it by the amount of light present or by the absence of light. You know, I, I shared something with you a little bit back about the, the presence of light. And, you know, there was that professor that was trying to um, 
He was trying to say that God didn't exist. And in doing so, he was trying to say, well, God doesn't exist because evil does. And if God is good, the fact that evil exists means that, that there's no, no God. And if y'all remember, I, I told you, tell in, it tells us that, that Albert Einstein was a student. But he stood up and he asked that professor, he said, sir, does this cold exist? And the professor said, absolutely cold exists. He said, no, sir. No, sir, it doesn't. Cold, cold is simply the absence of heat. Kind of like last Sunday morning, there was a serious absence of heat. Amen. We came back from Costa Rica to a rude awakening. I don't know what y'all did while we was gone, but y'all messed up up around here. But, but cold, we don't measure things by cold. We measure things a degree by heat. And, and then his final answer was about, about evil. And he asked him, did evil exist? And he said, absolutely, evil exists. He said, no, sir, it doesn't. The presence of evil is simply the absence of God. If someone has evil present in their life, it's because God is absent in their life. But, but in the middle part, he used the example that I was referring to here as darkness. And, and he, he asked the professor, does darkness exist? And, of course, the professor says, well, absolutely, darkness exists. He said, no, sir. Darkness doesn't exist. It's simply the absence of light. See, there are no levels of darkness. There's only levels of light. Everything is guided by how much light exists. Darkness can only exist when no light is present. Go ahead and pull them down, brother. Go ahead and cut that screen off back there. Yeah, well, you can't cut that off. That's okay. Don't worry about it. See, we don't measure things in darkness. We measure things by the absence of light. And when we choose to turn our light off, then we choose to allow darkness to have its place. Simple fact. A simple ray of light can break into a world of darkness and illuminate it. I think you'd tend to agree that today as much as ever, this world needs for us to be a light. This world needs to see something different. It needs to see something that gives them hope. Light is the sustainer of life. Darkness is the destroyer of life. Now, make no mistakes about it. No matter how hard you try to let your light shine, there's going to be others that are going to try to tear you down. Another example, Albert Einstein, he was at the chalkboard. And he wrote nine times one equals nine. Nine times two equals 18. Nine times three equals 27. And he went all the way through till he got to nine times 10. He wrote equals 91. And all the class erupted into laughter. He said, you know, that's the nature of the world. That's the folly of mankind. It didn't matter how many times I did things right. It didn't matter how many equations I got correctly. The one time that I made a small mistake, everybody pointed it out. And everybody laughed. See, people are quick to point out mistakes. But we can't allow what we are to be determined by the opinions of others. If we are a light, then let us be a light. We can't allow those that are in darkness to persuade us to hide our light under a bushel basket. If they're in darkness and they wish to remain in such... And they simply need to avoid our presence. 
Because darkness can't stay where the light is present. God did not get rid of darkness in this time. God dispelled, or God, God divided darkness. We determine how bright our light is. The more we read God's word, the brighter our light's going to shine. The more time you spend in prayer, the more your light's going to shine. The more often you come to church, the more your light's going to shine. The more time we spend with the light, the brighter our light's going to shine. See, a light cannot shine in darkness and not make a difference. Our light needs to make a difference in the lives of others. So here's the importance of your day. When you get up in the morning, let me turn you around, brother. When you get up in the morning, it's starting a new day. God told us you can't take from yesterday, right? The man is the example. You can't take from yesterday what's today. That means when you get up in the morning, you've got to start your day. If you want the light to be in you, then you've got to open this book. Because you cannot open this book and the lines of this book not begin to penetrate your life. You, you can't open into the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You can't open the lamp and it not begin to shine on you. But then when you begin to pray and the Holy Spirit begins to come along beside you and begins to rub up against you. And you begin to spend time with God. By the time you get through, the Holy Spirit has put a light on you. You can't walk out into a dark world and not be seen. You can't walk into the presence of darkness and it not make a difference. There's a dark and dying world that needs to see something different. They need to see somebody stand out. They need to understand that there's a light inside my soul that you can't see out here. But it is joy everlasting running over a song in my heart. And it comes in our relationship with the Father. The Bible tells in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It's talking about the light. And it says, what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Verse number 17, and this is where our middle school gets its slogan from of 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. What's he talking about? God divided the light from the darkness. He says, come out and be ye separate, saith the Lord. We're, we're not the light. We are a reflection of the light. And the more we get around the light, the more we get around the people of light who have been in the presence of the light and prayed together, then the more the light shines through us. God divided the light from the darkness to establish a difference. It's a personal question for all of us. Are we making a difference or are we blending in? When, when we walk into a dark world. Turn on around, brother. What difference does that make? He's still a Christian. He still has his light inside. 
Just because he hasn't been close to the word, it makes no difference in his life. We think we can go out and tackle this world on our own. We know better. It's just easier to sleep a few minutes longer and not get up and read the Bible. It's just easier to rush out and pray in the car on the way there and get a little prayer ed in and not really spend any time in the Word of God. But it leaves a world in utter darkness. Jesus said, come out from among them and be ye separate. Come out from among them and make a difference. We can't come out. We're, we're, we're no different than the world apart from this book. Amen? Turn back around, brother. It's simple. We both stand here as Christians. One's been next to God. One spent time reading. One hadn't. Can y'all see the difference? Turn a little bit. I want to hit, uh, flick somebody right in the eye. <laughs> uh, look at that. Wow, that's cool. I have never seen that before. It's the first time we've done this. That's pretty inspiring to me. Kind of makes me want to change the way I'm doing things. You, you, you know what that right there? You see what I see? There ain't a person in this room that don't get hit by that. That, that means that if my light was on like this, there is nobody can get around me and not be affected by the light. So the question is simple. Are we making a difference? Are we letting our light shine? Or are we blending in? Go ahead and turn the light on, brother. Thank you. Thank you, boy. I'm going to ask you guys to stand if you would. It's a personal, it's a personal question. Which one of those two is an example of me tomorrow morning? What kind of difference am I going to make in the lives of people around me tomorrow? They may not respond to the light. That's not my choice. My choice is to let them see the light. My, my choice is, is to, to let them see the difference that it makes in my life. So tomorrow morning, what difference are we going to make in the lives of others? When we go to school, when we go to work, when we go to places. Am I truly a light? Because that's what Jesus told me, to let my light so shine among men that they may see my good works. But here's the whole reason, that they may glorify my Father which is in heaven. It's all about Him. He, he's the light. What I want to know is how strong is my reflection. I want to ask you guys, if you want, if you want to pray, you just ask you to bow your heads where you are. Anybody wants to pray, God, help, help my light shine. Help me to be brighter. I know some of you work in a dark place. Some of you are surrounded by darkness. Some of you have even asked me the question, man, am I supposed to keep working where I am? I'm surrounded by so much evil and so much wickedness. You've got a great opportunity. If that's where God's got you, stay there. If God doesn't move, you don't move because the light is never brighter than in the darkness. You know, we could have done that same example with the lights on. It wouldn't have meant near as much. But the darker the night, the more noticeable the light. If God's got you in one of those places, I encourage you, stay in the book, stay in the Word, stay close, because you're going to need it. You're going to need it, because it doesn't take much for the darkness to come by and throw a cloak over you and try to cover up, try to cover up the light. But I wonder if there's anybody that you've not experienced the light.
Well, you've heard about the light. You've heard people talk about the light. You've been around Christians and, and they talk about the light. You've heard people talk about how they're saved. And you may have heard the term saved your whole life. You may have been in church your whole life. may have never been in one before. You may be watching on live stream now and you, you've never been in a church. The light's available. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He is the light of the world. And if you will accept the light, he'll erase the darkness of your past. He'll erase the darkness of your sin. He'll erase the darkness of your mistakes. He'll erase the darkness of your future and give you an eternal home and an eternal light. But it's up to you. Everybody has to accept the light. It's pretty simple. God simplified it at Calvary's cross. He made it where all you have to do is accept the free gift. Father, I'm a sinner. I know I'm a sinner, born in sin, been a sinner my whole life. God, I know I'm deserving of hell, but I don't want to go there. And I understand that Jesus died on Calvary's cross that I could be saved. I understand that Jesus died so that I can have a light in me. Father, I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. I'm asking you to save my soul in Jesus' name. And let there be a light in me that other people can see. I want to be that tomorrow when I go to work. I want to be old things pass away. People will ask you, what happened to you? You say, man, there's a light bulb come on in me. Well, what happened to you? I got saved. The blood of Jesus washed away all my sin. You can't walk in saved if you were, if you were lost when you left on Friday and you walk in saved on Monday. You cannot walk in and it go unnoticed. Because there's a light comes on inside. There's a difference. Old things pass away. It's up to you to say, Father, forgive me. Give me my sins and save my soul. In Jesus' name. You can do it right here in the sanctuary. You can do it right there wherever you are behind that camera. It makes no difference. It's not about location of body. It's about position of the heart. If you're willing to surrender to Christ.